gentlemen. Welcome. I played major junior in professional hockey. Throughout my teenage years on the outside, everything looked perfect. When you're hot, you're hot. Brady Leobold with his fourth goal of the game. And the Kelowna Rockets having a whole lot of fun tonight. Nobody knew I had been sexually abused at the age of five. I did everything to hide it from everybody. I submerged myself into hockey that worked for a while until it didn't. Oxycontin led me to heroin. Heroin led me to fentanyl and everything else. Homeless on the streets of Hastings in Vancouver. Over three years of my life I've spent behind bars. But now I'm clean and fighting to get my life back. Everything I do is for the memory of Matthew Wazinski and all of our fallen brothers and sisters in the hockey community. Matthew Wazinski, Mitch Fadden, this one's for you. I lost everything and almost my life. My name's Brady Leibold. And I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Hockey to Hell and Back. The road to recovery. This, guys, is episode number six. You know, this is Brady Leibold coming at you guys live from Morrisburg, Ontario, in Matt Thompson's basement. Uh, this is the temporary Matthew Lazinski Memorial uh, Podcast Studio, uh, temporary home of the Puck Sport Foundation. Of course, the one-stop skate shop, guys. That's where Matt is. I worked there this morning sharpening some skates. Uh, it's very, very exciting getting to know all the kids in the community. Um, it's awesome. I love this part in the song. Hold on. Thanks to uh, thanks to Matt Fahey uh, for that one. Um Great work. He, I mentioned this before. He did all the instruments on that, put them together in his studio in the basement. So thanks, Matt. Uh, pretty cool stuff. We're going to tweak it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, guys, the one-stop skate shop. It's not even like going to work. I get to hang out in a hockey shop with my best friend all day. It's incredible. Um, so much fun. Um, I want to give a very special shout out uh, to Dave and Brandon Gilmore, uh, Killer's brother uh, and uh, nephew, um, they just completed, I've talked about it, uh, on, uh, Dave's birthday. Uh, they raised $2,450 for the Puck Support Foundation, guys. Couple of Puck Support Warriors, Dave and Brandon. They ran 20 kilometers and they biked 50 kilometers. And now Dave wants to do an ultra marathon. The guy's 70 years old. Come on, Dave. You're making me look bad at 33. Thanks, guys. And actually, I wish I had uh, was able to move the camera. I don't even have a webcam yet. Uh, the boxes came in, the press we ordered, uh, the T-shirt press, uh, the printer, all that stuff. So we're going to make our own swag for all our Puck Support Warriors as well. Uh, we'll sell for port purchase uh, at PuckSupport.com. Um, I'm not going to talk too much, guys. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more at the end because my guest, uh, this is a big one. Like, holy uh, super excited. You guys know who it is. Uh, but thank you, Dave and Brandon and everybody uh, that supported the Puck Support Foundation. Swag coming soon. These are just a couple of mock-ups that we've done. 
couple different logos. Uh, I actually did this logo. My skills are increasing, guys. My I do all the editing for my podcast. The videos you see, the majority of them are done by me. Uh, so I'm putting in the work uh, and I'm enjoying doing it. And thank you guys because there's so much support. Uh, so hopefully you guys like this. This is more of the, the youth ambassador logo. We're going to get to that in about 20 minutes. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, but before we do that, uh, you know that this episode is proudly brought to you by Team Issued Limited. Team Issued is connecting all walks of life. Team Issued does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger, a community for all striving towards the same goal. Guys, check it out. Teamissue.ca use promo code toe drag 15 that's right you should see my toe drag i've been on the ice 10 times now probably in the last 10 years but all in the last couple months the toey is coming back they called me tommy toe drag for a reason uh maybe i should change my name officially but definitely guys check it out teamissue.ca promo code toe drag 15 for 15 percent off uh and we only have one team issued hat left at the one stop skate shop we started with 12 just five days ago so the community of morrisburg is uh flying with team issued gear which is awesome um that's all i it's always backwards i don't know which way to go i'm learning i'm learning uh team issued of course that's jesse paradise brand he was Kelowna rocket alumni played with him in Kelowna. shout out to jesse out in manitoba thank you jesse and he's got the nhl guys wearing it we saw mark stone in that uh youtube documentary which was really cool uh so very exciting let's support uh former western leaguer uh jesse paradise and team issued so without further ado guys uh, i don't have the video because as you guys saw on episode one with my good friend dmac this program, I'm not even trying to do videos on it. I got a new program that I'm currently working on, learning how to do it like properly, but that was a disaster. You know what I mean? I did 67 podcasts, pretty much flawless, changed the name on the first one. And like I said, if DMAC wasn't my friend, I think he would have came to the computer and 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 Claude Lemieux me from here to next week. So uh, anyways, uh, I'm going to play the intro that I put together. It's nothing crazy because i don't want to uh waste any of this man's time so without further ado guys uh see you in about five minutes episode number six hockey to hell and back 13th 2020 it was exactly one year from the day i was released from jail after 11 months and it wasn't my first trip in the past six years of my life the better part of three of those years were actually spent behind bars Today I am so far removed from that life, it doesn't even feel like it ever happened. Today is an absolute dream come true. In only seven and a half months, I have pumped out a total of 69 podcasts, and today is 70. If you scroll through my podcast and see the guests who have come on my show, it's actually mind-blowing when you think about it. In just over a year, I've been able to completely pull myself out of hell. And if I never recorded that first episode of Hockey to Heroin in Taylor's mom's car in the driveway, then I'm not even sure if I'm alive right now. Without this podcast, my life would have still been in shambles, and that is without question. I am so grateful to everyone who has been on my show and to everyone who has given me a chance to not only tell my story, but more importantly, the stories of others who have struggled, and more alarming, those who are no longer with us. There have been many guys who have come on my podcast before today that have seriously lent me a lot of credibility. The one who really changed it all for me was Doug McLean. While I was behind bars in BC, we actually had TVs in our cells. 
equipped with 50 plus channels, which allowed me to watch hockey, which I rarely did, but I always did watch Hockey Central at noon with Doug McLean and Nick Kiprios. I threw out a prayer to get Doug on and for some reason he agreed way back in April and on episode number seven, he came on. And after that, the floodgates really opened. For that, I will always be grateful. I didn't want to bother Doug too much, but I did anyways. He came back on my show not too long ago, just before I changed the name from Hockey to Heroin to Hockey to Hell and Back. He was great, and I think he was actually surprised at how much I had evolved in such a short period of time. It was my hope that maybe, just maybe, if I'd done a good enough job, he may report back to his good buddy, hockey icon, Nick Kiprios. Nick Kiprios really needs no introduction. He's been all over the NHL and media for the last 20 plus years. He had a great career, which we all know ended horribly. I don't care to talk about that today. It's been talked about enough. What I do want to talk about is his journey through minor hockey and how he came over from Greece to Canada on a boat to Halifax and made his way to the inner cities of Ontario en route to an all-star major junior career and of course a Stanley Cup championship in 1994 that absolutely crushed my dreams living in Vancouver as a die-hard Pavel Bure and Vancouver Canucks fan. Kiprios also won the Calder Cup championship with the Hershey Bears in the 1987-88 season. Kiprios' junior career saw him dominate the OHL, which included a 62-goal campaign in 1985-86 with the North Bay Centennials. Kiprios went undrafted. He talks all about it in his new book, which happens to be titled, Undrafted. I'm wondering if he took it from his Wikipedia page. I haven't had a chance to read his book yet, full disclosure, but I do want to get my hands on it. I honestly can't wait, and I have a feeling it's in the mail. I'm pretty sure my dad mailed it to me. He never said so, but I just know my dad, and I have that feeling. Side note, it was actually Memorial Gardens in North Bay, Ontario, where I put my skates on for the first time with a stick in my hands after eight years with 360 goaltending and Dan Spence. It was here that I met the Buckman family. Blair, Mandy, Alex, and Carter. They allowed me to stay there for a full week while I was there, my official billet family in my 30s. They're an incredible family, and what they did for me really, really opened my eyes, and how they opened up their family and their house to me truly means more to me than they will ever know. Not only did they allow me into their house, they've inspired me to emulate the way they run their family. It's truly incredible how close they are, and I'm so lucky. I consider myself and my family their family. You're going to hear more from Carter soon. Kiprios had a long career at Sportsnet, and following that, him and Doug McLean rekindled their relationship on Nick's very own show, which happens to be my favorite show and the only place I get my hockey info, Real Kipper at Noon. Nick Kiprios is now the Director of Hockey Operations over at linemovement.com, your only place for all your sports betting needs. You can catch him Monday to Friday at noon on YouTube. Guys, I catch pretty much every show and I would suggest you to do the same. He's always got top-notch guests and he's always got the inside scoop. So let's bring him in. This is truly an honor. I have to fight back tears once again because this truly is a dream come true. Not only, in my opinion, is he the best-looking guy in NHL TV, he's also one of my favorites. Former North Bay Centennial and Stanley Cup champion with the New York Rangers, Nick Kiprios from Real Kipper at Noon. 
All right, let's bring him in. There he is. Holy shit. <laughs> Kipper, what's Brady, going on? how are you? How are uh, you? Doing well, man. I'm doing so well, thanks. And and uh, first off, man, seriously, thanks for doing this. No the problem. set in the background and everything, holy. You have to understand, man, not too long ago, I was watching uh, watching you do your thing from a pretty dark place, right? I know, I know. Can I, can I just say... Um, you know, first of all, I've I've been on a bit of a media blitz uh, since Simon and Schuster uh, released my book. I've probably done you know 30, 40, maybe even fifty uh, media outlets um, from everything, podcast, radio, TV, yeah. everything. And I just want to say, um, out of all the uh, intros, yours by far moved me the most. I so um, I was just enjoying sitting back and listening to you and and um hearing your story and i want to congratulate you man on being able to do what you've been able to do in seven and a half months and i'm you know me and you we're the same okay i, I know i've got different experiences in the back you know behind me um than you do but here today we're equals man i'm i'm out here i'm trying to get a show just like you and i know how hard it is and i know how much you got to stick with it and believe in yourself and what you've been able to do in such a short period of time is, is remarkable and inspiring. And I'm telling you, um, it's, it's an honor for me to be on your show after hearing your story, uh, the way you were able to turn things around and, you know, for anybody that, that listens to you on a daily basis, who's in a dark place, um, you are living proof that, you know, there, there's hope out there and there's, there's the ability to turn your, your attitude and your life right around. And yep. I can hear it in you. And, and the beauty out of it all is that one common den denominator, Brady, the, the love of the game. That's right. Right. Yeah. So congratulations to you, pal. Yeah, thank you. And, and you know, I, you know, I owe so much. I think we all do as players. We owe a lot to the game, right? Like with it all, it seems to always come back to hockey and it's, you know, without, without hockey, I'm not sure if I'm here. And I think, you know, there's, you know, there are quite a few people that listen to me and I'm grateful for that. Not as, not as many as I'd like per se, but it's again, coming, I, Brady. As, it's coming. as long as, as long as one person maybe hears something uh, that can, that can help them, then seriously, all this work I put in, it's worth it. I'm not yeah. doing this for the money or for fame. I'd rather not be the guy uh, in front of the camera. I don't even have my teeth. Like the WHL won't even pay for my teeth. Um, but luckily we have some amazing people, Rob McDougall. I'm not sure if you know him. The artist. He's uh he's a good friend of mine now and he's, uh, put together a team to take care of my teeth and That's I've already awesome. been, yeah, I've been down to his house already and I'm going back in early December. Uh, so, I mean, there's, there's been so much that's happening and, and that just, you know what I mean? It, it makes me um, remain accountable. And, you know, that's the first thing wow. I to Doug, sorry, Nick, to Doug, I was like, well, now on episode seven, Doug, you've been on my show. How am I going to let Doug McLean down now? It's like, because because it was you and Doug, I'm not kidding. Like, and Tim and Sid, that that kept me going that's, in there. I'm I not love that. I'm not kidding. I but love hearing that. And, you know, sometimes you just show up for work. And I did it uh, to the best of my abilities for, for, for 21 years at Sportsnet. But I got to be honest with you, there's, there's not too many people that give me that type of feedback that, you know, where the reach was going and how it moved right. or inspired people. And especially someone like you who was in a dark place and to hear 
that, you know, our, our banter or our sometimes petty bullshit was no. a form of inspiration in, in a, in a different way to you, or it moved you in a different way. Um, makes me feel great. Yeah. And the one thing that, you know, I, I got out of listening to you in your first five minutes of the opening of the show was the gratitude that you have. And it's a boomerang, Brady. What you throw out there will come back to you. And I think that's what's happening to you with this show and the success of it in the last seven months. Yeah, thanks, Nick. And and it's true. And I think that just goes to show, right? And, and you know, of course, I have the backstory of, of playing a little bit of professional hockey, a major junior, and that I'm not going to lie, that, that certainly helps. But the thing is, um, anybody can do this. And it's all about uh, just making choices and making changes. And, and sometimes it, like, I can't tell you, Nick, like I was talking to Matt, my, my friend that my best friend that we were on the skate shop together here in Morrisburg. And I was just saying like, like I had really given up, eh? like there was just, there was no hope. And so like when I was watching you and Doug in there, like I couldn't even watch hockey period. Like, because you know what I mean? I'm watching and I'm like, Oh, I fought that guy. I did that. I, and I got to the point now where it's like, well, obviously they were better than whether I think I was a better player. They were better up here. They were better, whatever. Um, so there's a lot of things that align. So now I can appreciate watching hockey. But it was you guys that that was the part of the game that that I was drawn to was hearing what was going on. And, and you guys did such a great job. Never, ever. And I don't, I'm not bashing anybody because I, I want to have good relationships with anybody, but I'm a sports net guy. Let's just say that. And I was at the time. Now I don't watch any of it because I watch your show and that's it. So when Doug told me, he's like, I went back on episode seven. He's like me and Nick got maybe something in the works. He, this was before you started. So he kind of hinted to it, but I had no idea. So then when it finally came out, man, I was so pumped. Um, I'm so glad that that you're back doing what you're doing because I, I swear to God, man, like you, the way that you guys present and you especially, um, there's nobody in my mind, my eyes that does it better. I, I truly, truly like I just I listen and I respect and I, I trust you, you know, and that's the biggest thing um, and, and coming from from your perspective and and your playing career. But I want to I want to talk a little bit more about uh, growing up. Um, and how you found the love of the game for hockey. I know it's through your dad, yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit more for the people that don't know. Yeah. Well, um, again, um, you know, when we talk about uh, the world in general and people coming from different places of it, and you know, having different cultures and appreciation, um, that was basically me growing up. Uh, you know, around the a Greek her heritage and uh, immigrant parents coming from Greece. And coming over and, you know, trying to adapt and watching my dad go through the process. And, and through the process, uh, Brady was the love of the game of hockey. And he just, he just went to it right away. It was the grace of the game, the speed, uh, the sound, something like he's never heard before in his life. And, you know, he, he worked hard in terms of, finding a job in a restaurant or, you know, earlier on, I think he was, uh, you know, putting couches together, but whatever the case was, uh, always home to either listen to the game on the radio or watch it on a black and white TV. And, um, I was at five or six at the time and watching him watch the game kind mm -hmm. of drew me, uh, to the game. And then my, my neighbor ended up playing and invited me to one of his games for the first time at a, uh, at uh, George Bell Arena 
Okay. And uh, uh, that's it. I went home and I said, Dad, please let me try it. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they let me. Uh, were, you good? We, were you good right away? Like, no, oh, no, I could barely stand up. You had to work I, at it. I could barely stand up. But I, I do remember that um, the hand-eye coordination came a lot quicker to me than the, yeah. than the head-feet coordination. <laughs> and I, I got to, you know, I, I never ended up being a great skater. And we know what the game means today, Brady, when we watch everybody from the first to the fourth line, from the first to the sixth defenseman. They're all miraculous skaters. They're I don't all know. Berets. They're they all are. Berets. I was an average skater. Even yeah. in my career, I was an average skater, but I'd like to think that I made up for it with well, yeah. hockey sense yeah. and uh, being a good teammate and standing up for for what I believed in uh, on the ice. And I was able to make a career out of it. Yeah, and and hell, man, you tore up the O. Talk, can you tell me a little bit more about your how the process of getting to North Bay and and maybe what North Bay means to you? Like, because you you tore it up there, man. Sixty two goals one year, and then you came back and had forty nine yeah, in an and, overage year. And, and that was and Nick, that was in a short, and you didn't play all the games when that year. I think you played like 20, 18 less games. You still yeah. fifty or something. So but, tell me about North Bay. Well, um, first of all. You know, a common thread in my book um, is that, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy path. And Brady, we, we can we can look at, uh, you know, a lot of great players and know that they were just the best every year from the moment they put on skates. And yeah. that happened right when they went to the NHL and it led to a Hall of Fame career. And it just seemed like they were destined from day one. And then there's the 99 0.9% of us that have to find different ways to maybe get to the same destination. So that was the case for me in my junior hockey. I got drafted out of midget hockey here in Toronto to Kitchener Rangers. And as I mentioned in the book, it was anything but uh, a great experience in terms of being introduced to somewhat of a, of the business world of hockey. Yeah. And it was, um, it was a rude awakening to find out that you can spend, you know, six weeks there. You can be put into a high school, uh, yeah. and and you can feel like you're, you're going to be there the rest of the year, and then find yourself, you know, uh, cut from the team. Okay, yeah. I was, I was well, the last I'm cut. You talk, you're you're bringing this up. I I'm I got to read this book. Everyone out there, like it's available. Came out October twentieth, right, Nick? Like, yeah. holy man, I I didn't know. See, I just I, you assume because you had a sixty goal season and a forty nine goal. Yeah. No. I just kind of assume that that your transition into the Ontario Hockey League would have been like boom, like yeah. you know. No. no, I got cut. I got sent to their affiliate team in uh, Mississauga called the Dixie Beehives. My mom got me out of school in Kitchener. She brought me back home and I was going to commute from uh, our house in Toronto to Mississauga uh, so I could play Provincial Junior A. I was there for about uh, two or three weeks. And then Kitchener trades my rights up to North Bay. And my mom was like, you know, we're, we're done with this. They had their chance. They didn't like you. Why am I sending you up there? And why am I going to put you in in your, your, you know, your, your third or possibly fourth high school in, in a calendar year. So it took some convincing. It took the general manager, Bert Templeton, to make a very 
what I thought was a, a, a Hail Mary call to my mom. Yeah. And um, he convinced her that when I was going to come up to North Bay, I was going to play hockey and go to school. And those are the two only things that matter, that he wasn't going to trade me again. He wasn't going to send me away. And that uh, I was going to go up there and, and learn to be a better hockey player uh, as well as get my education. So uh, sh she went for it. And thank, thank goodness. Or and maybe I'm not here talking to you right now. Well, that's just it. And I hope the people listening and I was talking to uh, I'm going to bring bring somebody in and in, in here in a second. But I was mentioning to him last night and again this morning uh, that, you know, there's a lot of uh, adversity that most guys are going to have to go through. And and I used Andrew Ladd as an example because I grew up with Ladder and he got cut from like Pee Wee Bantam. He was a couple years older than me. And then all of a sudden he got cut from the Giants in the Western League. And then all of a sudden he gets a chance with the Hitman. And he's playing with Getzlaff. Then he's on the World Juniors and he's drafted first round. Then he's winning a cup. Then he won another cup. And of course, his career is winding down now. But hell, that's a pretty successful career from getting cut from Bantam second year to the B1 team. So anybody listening, you just got to keep going. Um, but if we just, uh, anybody watching, we have uh, somebody that's going to join us here just uh, for a couple minutes because I know he's got hockey. Uh, but anybody that uh, follows us on social media through the Puck Support Foundation, you guys know about the Puck Support Warrior campaign. Uh, of course, uh, Darren McCarty, uh, Dave Gilmore, uh Riley Cote, Josh Gratton, just to name a few, uh, are all in there. Clint Malarchuk, Barry Beck. Uh, and we are uh, switching now to the youth side of it. And uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, this is not a right. This is a privilege. And, and there's certain guidelines that go to this. And, and we can get to that. Uh, but you guys heard in the intro uh, that, you know, I spent some time in North Bay where Nick played junior. And um, actually, a family took me in. Uh, by the name of the Buckmans. I don't have the picture. I tried to find it, but I couldn't. I should have got Blair to send it to me. Uh, but they took me in and, and knowing my story and I hadn't been on the ice and they opened up their doors to me and they let me stay with them. It was supposed to be two nights and it ended up being a week because uh, we stayed up there longer. And since then, uh, I've seen them since then when I came through on the bus a couple of they came to see me just quickly to bring, you know, say hi and and all of it. And Carter is a hell of a little hockey player himself. Uh, and also a great kid. So um, let's bring him in. Carter Buckman. Carter, I think your mic's turned off. Can you unmute yourself? There you go, buddy. Rocking the team issue toque and everything, eh? Yeah. That a boy. Okay. So Carter, um, you and I spoke, right, last night and again today. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more. You and I will make a video, I think, uh, and we'll post it on Instagram. But I just wanted to announce to the world, um, to the hockey community, that you're going to be our very first uh, Puck Support Warrior Youth Ambassador. So there you are right there, Carter. Um, so you know what, what this entails. You're already doing such an amazing job. Um, it's all about being a great teammate on and off the ice and, and how you are in the community. And uh, Carter, why don't you tell us... Um, what happened last night? Because you're usually a defenseman. Uh, you got to play forward and uh, you came home. What did you do when you came home? I asked my dad to text my coach to tell him that I had really fun, a lot of fun. Thank you for the opportunity. And then after my coach said, yeah, okay. And then he said, um, uh, maybe you might get to play that spot again. 
That's awesome. So how many other kids do you think are, are texting the coach uh, out of their own thought process uh, to thank them for the opportunity to maybe play a position in forward and, and he helped you and me and you spoke and I talked to talked to you about the importance of playing along the walls and stuff. But I mean, Carter, you're such a great kid and you have such an amazing family. I know your dad's there, Blair, if you want to pop your head in there and say hi. Uh, Blair is uh, honestly, he's uh, you're very important to me, Blair. Um, Mandy, I don't know where she is, but his wife, uh, you guys are incredible people. You've done such a great job with both your sons, Alex. Uh, I can't, let me pull myself out here. Let's uh, see if I can, there we go. There's Blair. Um, say hi to Nick. Yeah. So Blair, I just wanted to come on here and say thank you because that really meant a lot to me and it, it just inspired me to keep going. And it, it showed me that, you know, people are not, you know, judging my past and, you, you know how I feel about you guys. I tell you all the time, uh, and I'm so honored. We're so honored to have Carter on board, and and uh, I don't even have to tell Carter. He's already uh, such a great puck support warrior, and we're super proud and honored to have him on board. And uh, we're going to send you some swag real soon because the press just came in just as I was getting uh, ready for the podcast. So, Carter, keep up the great work with the North Bay Trappers up there in North Bay and Memorial Gardens. Do you want to say hi to Nick Kiprios real quick? Hi, Carter. Hi. How are you? Good. Congratulations on everything. Um, I, I was up in North Bay for three and a half years. I had wonderful billets, wonderful kids at the time who are now older and have their own families. So time goes by so quickly. But the most important thing that you understand is that, uh, you know, we don't get to play this game forever. So what we, we have a term called passing the torch and all all Brady's doing for you now is eventually passing the torch to you. I know one day soon, and I know it won't come for a while yet, but you will be in a position to do for a young kid what Brady is doing for you, and that's inspiring and passing the torch. So terrific job on your part. Congratulations. I think and you wanted to say one more thing, too. He wanted to tell you a really cool story, actually. Uh, talking about your billet family. Yeah. When you went to go billet with your friend, uh, with his billet family, uh, with Jack and Brenda. Lloyd. Yes, Lloyd. Brenda, Jack, yeah, Lloyd's, the Lloyd's. They're, they're a good family, a friend of ours, Nick, and they actually, when we moved into our house, they lived in the condos right across the road from us. So I've known, wow. I've known, Jack, I've known Jack and Brenda for probably 20, more than 25 years. And uh, they've seen Carter help him as a baby. Jack's went and watched him play quite a bit. And just to know that your relationship was not with them was so important, Carter's still- Yeah, it's been well well over 30 years um, since uh, my junior days in North Bay, but I stayed with a, a lovely family called uh, the Leslies, uh, Reno and, 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 um, and Claudette Dago, the Haskin family. And, um, of course, um, you know, Jack and Brenda, who Tom Warden lived with and, yes. and Tom's doing a successful job in, in Thunder Bay as a, as a athletic, uh, director at the university there, but I spent so much time there. So, you know, when we're young playing junior and we're away from our families, that's a big void. They, they step in there and they give us a, a feeling of, of safety and security, uh, being away from our families and. They're so pivotal in our development. And like I said, you know, ultimately 
um, Carter comes back to passing the torch. And I know, I know when you get older, you're going to do great things for people, just like Brady's doing it for you. That's right. Okay, Carter. I know you got to go because you got ice time now. Blair, tell the family, give them hugs. I love you guys. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. Talk soon, Carter. Thank you. We'll get the buck. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) All right, guys. That's uh, Carter and Blair. That's awesome. Thanks for that, Nick. Um, They're big fans as well. And um, that's super cool. So, any, just quickly before we get back to the interview, uh, I've already had, because I announced it maybe like a month ago that we're going to be doing this, uh, just not who. And I've had so many kids reach out to me um, to the Puck Sport uh, page on Instagram um, with. A way bigger following than me so uh it's kind of cool i know these kids are doing some amazing things uh but you know it's all about um it's not so much if you're a great hockey player which carter happens to be but it's not so much about your talent um it's more about the type of person uh you are uh and that's really it so uh, again it's a right it's not a privilege it's something that has to be earned uh and uh i i foresee every uh kid that you know wants to be part of it they they can certainly earn that so essentially any can be a puck support warrior but not everybody can be a puck support warrior if you know what i mean so anyways that's pretty cool nick um tell me a little bit about your your coming into the nhl because you weren't drafted um and you know back then is it easier as an undrafted player to make it than now uh or is you think it's easier now as an undrafted player to break into the league no it was a lot tougher uh in my era to what we now deem in today's world is a PTO, which is a player tryout. Um, when I didn't get drafted the first year of my eligibility, it was very difficult to be drafted as a, as a 19 year old or a 20 year old. And at the time, you know, when you were getting up towards 29 and 30, you're actually considered fairly old in the NHL. So they didn't waste a whole heck of a lot of time on, undrafted players uh, but there was a few that slipped through the cracks and historically there has been and yeah. now there's going to be more than ever before because now we see some players actually uh, brady playing their first game in the nhl at age 25 26 27 um, yeah. so they're not they're not labeling kids anymore at an early age like they did before so i only had i think 12 goals my, my first year uh, that I was eligible for the NHL draft. And then afterwards the goal started coming, but at that point I had signed my free agent contract with Philadelphia, which made me ineligible to be drafted anymore. Okay. But I, the one thing that stood out real clear uh, for me was when I, when I went to um, turn pro and had a reputation for a guy that scored a lot of goals, they weren't going to, give me countless uh, games to to prove myself as a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. First rounders probably got more of a, a the benefit of the doubt where they would wait longer, but not not on not not free agents, not not guys that weren't drafted. So I knew if I didn't score quickly that they were um, going to get rid of me if I didn't find a different way to contribute. And that's when I kind of went from a goal scorer to a an energy player or, you know, a a quote unquote, you know, tough guy that could fight and stand up for his teammates, a guy that can change the momentum of a game with a big hit. Um, I knew I had some of that in my junior days, but I I didn't go do it like I did uh, at the pro level. So unfortunately I couldn't pull those 50 and 60 goal seasons from junior 
to the American Hockey League or to the NHL, but I was able to score actually 24, I think, the year we won the American Hockey League championship. I, I led the team, I think, in game-winning goals that year. And then I was able to put a, a, a season of 17 goals in Hartford. So yeah. I showed a little bit of, of the touch that I not, had in junior, not much, but a little. To me, it's, you know, I think you probably could have got 30 or 40. If you're putting 60 in in major junior, like you couldn't put yeah. the, I don't care what anyone says. You could, you're a, you're a goal scorer. So like, come on. Like, so I tend to agree. It's all about opportunity. And sometimes, you know, you just fall yeah. the right place or the wrong place and things happen. But how much did that weigh on your, on your mind as a, you know, trying to turn pro, trying to find yourself because you know, you know, you have this ability. And I, the reason why I asked this, Nick, is because you're not the only one and you're not going to be the last one, not the first, not the last. And, and guys just want to play. They just want to, they want to stay. They want to, they want to play in the yeah. NHL. Guys, guys literally killed it, almost kill themselves trying to stay there. Right. And, and so how much was that an effect on your mental health? And, and did you realize it at the time in, in comparison to say now? Well, you, you said it best that, um, you just want to play. And that's the, that was my focus. It wasn't necessarily, um, that I, I, I set boundaries for myself that, okay, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play as a goal scorer, or I'm yeah. going to play as a guy that has to be on the power play, or I, I never had a defined way that was, this is the only way it's going to be acceptable that I play in the NHL. I, I went with my arms open and, you know, in the book, I talk about this one specific time when we went into Madison Square Garden and um, I ended up fighting Chris King. And Chris King was a tough guy. And, yeah, you know, we had a pretty good battle. But, you know, I think I think he probably, you know, gave it to me a little bit more than I gave it to him. But the next day I was on the ice for uh, practice and, and Brian Murray was the head coach. And he just came gunning right for me when I was on the ice. And he told me that he thought my fight with Chris King was, you know, a, a great thing for the team because he, he, he felt at the time that we were getting pushed over a little bit. We needed to stand up to some teams. And he just thought what I, what I did was a great thing. And all I remember, Brady, was just how good it felt mm -hmm. to hear a head coach Absolutely. say, you know, you you did a great thing. And that's all that mattered to me. You know, whether or not it was because I scored two goals or I, I made a big check or I stood up for a teammate, it was all the same to me. All we want to feel is, again, you know, a little bit of acceptance. Uh, it's some re reassurance that, you know, what you're doing, people are noticing, they care. That's all that mattered to me. So, well, while others may have had a more difficult time with a transition from, you know, I need to do this or this, and I won't do that or that, I didn't have that. You know, the one thing I wanted in the book more than anything is that I just wanted to play. I just wanted to see myself on a hockey card. I yeah. wanted some kid like <laughs> Carter to open up a package and some and smell stale gum and <laughs> and look at his hockey heroes on a hockey card and one of them is me yeah. that's what i envisioned yeah and well that obviously came true i don't know if they were still doing the gum thing when you had your <laughs> yeah oh pg was around oh, oh yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Do you still have any of those kicking around? You oh think? my gosh. They're all, they're, they're all over the place. Sometimes you, got, uh, you need Kindle for a fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. No, that's, uh, that's kind of cool though. And I put it along the bottom there too. Uh, this one it's, you know, like I'll mention again, the book is available. Simon Schuster Canada did it. And, um, Forgive me, I'm I'm drawing a blank on his name. I had it written down, but I know Perry Lefko. Perry yeah, Lefko wrote it with me. Yeah, I saw the episode that he was on with you, and yeah. and you guys spoke about it. it's excellent. And uh, he also did. Um, why can't I think Eddie Olchuk? Olchuk's book, yeah, yes. and, uh, unbelievable. Um, sounds like you guys really uh, hit it off, and yeah, uh, I, I'll be shooting you a text as soon as I read it. I'm sure because I love, I love to hear uh, the stories of guys. You know, make the grind. It's such a grind, right? And people often forget. Um, I want to, you know, people always ask, and I know I said in the intro, uh, you know, sometimes you're best known for what you know the concussion that could happen to anybody. I don't care to talk about it, um, but. How hard was it for you initially just to find something after hockey? Uh, I know that you kind of just, you. it's funny. I, on a side note here, I just remember because me and Matt, Matt is a, my buddy here that I'm staying at his house till I find a place and can bring my family up here. But he's a diehard 67s fan and OHL fan. So he's always putting on old retro games. Last night, he just threw a random game on. And who's who's doing it? Oh, young Nick Kiprios, Kips. Kip's keys, you got Kip's keys. What are Kip's keys tonight's game? He looks over at me. He's like, as if, right? Because you just picked a random game, and there That's you are. Like, I'm hilarious. It started, but yeah. Uh, how like how soon after? And was it was it difficult for you to to ha- to know that you know your your playing days are done? Because yes. we all know guys struggle, right? Yes. Yeah, and um, I, that's a big key in my book. Here is that I transition period. Key, that's and, a key. Sorry. That's a Kip's key in your book. Yeah, Kip key is uh, the transition yeah. period from knowing that it's over to what do you do next? I just started. I uh, I just got married, young family, baby on the way, and while I was able to make some good money, that wasn't to uh, live happily ever after money. I needed to find a job. I needed to create revenue. I needed to um, I needed to support my family. Yeah. So. You know, the opportunity of an audition at Sportsnet came about. It was only TSN back then, man. 15-year head start. People were telling me that this new station wouldn't even last three years. Sportsnet had no chance of lasting because Canada doesn't need two uh, uh, sports stations. And 35 million people already go to TSN. So uh, behind the eight ball pretty much is the way I saw it. But I got an invitation to uh to audition for an analyst job and that was just before i announced my retirement and lo and behold you know it's well documented in the book i i found a way to convince them that i was worthy of one of those jobs and it was a struggle the first year brady um i got fired did you know that i did my first year i got fired yeah yeah. And, um, it, it's in the book, how my job was saved after the first year, but I had, I had struggled with, you know, anxiety. I, I struggled with the lights physically, you know, bothering my eyes. Okay. Um, uh, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. I had people within Sportsnet that said he, he's the wrong guy for the job. He's just a you know, he's a journeyman. He's a fourth line guy. He's not a, he wasn't a star. He, he's not in the hall of fame. And all of that was going on behind the scenes. 
but I found a way to persevere. I found a way to turn that energy around. I, I found different ways to contribute, into, yeah. including breaking some news that no one else had. And it put me on the map. It gave me time to, to buy for myself while I, I improved. And then within, uh, what, 12 years, um, one of the major panelists on uh, the Olympics with Sidney Crosby's Golden Gold, uh, Bob McKenzie, James Duthie, and Darren Pang. So that's how that's how things can can turn for you. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because you know what I mean. Like I I think of Sportsnet, and I I I think of you and Doug McLean, right? Like with Hockey Central at noon still, and I was pissed when <laughs> I was pissed. Like I, you could even ask Doug. Like I was pissed. That's like funny between that and then the the cherry thing and all that, I was pissed, that's and still. You know, and I get a kick out of. I don't know if you ever, if uh, Doug McLean ever played the intro that I did for him on the last one. I kind of make a joke to one of these guys on Sportsnet that you guys laugh about all the time. I'm not gonna say who, but it's maybe I'll send it to you later. I'll just clip the part out, and it'll make you laugh because, uh, yeah, there's a couple guys that do a great job, but uh, some some laughable things going on in my opinion. But we'll leave that for another day. Yeah, we we should. Um, I, I will say this. I will say this, and again, I I talk about it in my book. You know, the last. A uh, year at Sportsnet, and it, it, a difficult year for many ways. And and the biggest one of all is that, you know, change is inevitable, and you know the industry had changed. Uh, so many more challenges to Sportsnet and, and TSN, and you know the the money started drying up in the industry. It isn't what it used to be. And I just figured after you know twenty years that if it was going to be as volatile as I think it it will be from here on end, now's a, a good time to to break away from it. So, you know, other than that, you know, um, I'm in a good place. I yeah. wanted to go down this journey of creating a show that someone can get anywhere in the world over their phone or over their internet. And it's been it's been a lot of fun so far. And Doug McLean, as you had mentioned on the Real Kipper at Noon show alignmovement.com, the whole world where it's going with online uh, gaming, whether, you know, people foresee it as a, as a whim or something that's here to stay. Um, it will change the way you watch sports from here on in. There's no question about that in my mind. Yeah, and that's exciting. Uh, shout outs to Little Buddha Cocktail. I know you got the hat on as well. Um, that's what. Tell me more about this venture. So is this your... Is this your thing? I like direct. What? Yeah, it's. Are you in it? Yeah, my my wife and I, and uh, good family friends, uh, the Taylors, were in a backyard um, in in Creemore, which is beautiful. It's God's country there, um, just uh, around the the Collingwood area in, in, in Ontario. Yeah, and we just you know we started talking, and you know they they were in the finance world. Uh, I'm I'm in the hockey world, and we're talking about uh you know be, believe it or not we're talking about these drinks and i didn't even know at the time but uh they're they're, they're called rtds did you know that rtd no no R rtd stands for ready to drink in a can okay. so okay. that's that's where we were started talking about the ones that we liked the ones that we didn't like yeah and uh we said if we had a wish list what would we want it to be and we said well of course no sugar uh organic 
uh, no preservatives, gluten-free, keto-friendly. I didn't even know what keto-friendly was. I, my kids are laughing at me going, dad, get with it, you know? So um, out of that dinner, you know, came the thought of, well, can we, can we produce one? Can we, can we try to make our own? And, you know, for me, it was a great opportunity and a great time at my age to say, I've, I've done hockey my whole life since I was seven. It's, yeah. it's all I've done. Could I be a part of creating a new team outside of the game yeah. of hockey? Yeah. And that was really appealing to me, really appealing to me. And, you know, while I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day operations, my wife is, Anne yeah. Marie, and um, her business, our business partner, Kim, as well. And they went from not knowing anything about the industry to Google. Google is like Mr. Everything, right? It just yeah. You can find out a lot on, on the internet. And then you, you start, you know, doing your research. And, you know, now we're in a position where we're, you know, selling over 20,000 cases in the LCBO and we're ready to expand nationally wow. uh, awesome. in Alberta. And we hope by next, uh, by next Christmas that we could be in every province in Canada. But it That's was exciting. important to me, Brady, you know, to, again, you know, not, not life's full circle, but many ways it is. Yeah. I just, I wanted to take what the game of hockey did for me in, in life lessons, in commitment, in working with others. That's right. And I wanted to apply it in something new. And I was able to do that uh, when we created Little Buddha Cocktail Company. That's and, cool. And uh, so far, it's, it's been a great success. And, and we're going we're gonna to see how, how, how quickly it can grow. As far as the brand, you know, um, it's all about being mindful today. So, you know, our philosophy is drink mindfully, uh, put socially uh, uh, acceptable ingredients in it, no preservatives, um, things that uh, can help the environment, people that create to help the environment. All of that came in mind when we branded Little Buddha. That's cool. That's awesome. And I love that. It's it's really nice to get your wife involved too, right? That's something that, you know, I'm trying to do with my my girlfriend. We just had another baby. Congratulations. Just, thank you. And she's got two little ones. They call me dad. And yeah. um, I, I do have two kids out West that I have, haven't connected with much over the last few years. And I'm currently working on that. Actually, my son's reached out to me. And uh, so it's kind of nice. It's actually really nice. Um, yeah. But it's a process. Uh, but it's one of these things that, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, your wife too, she was the wife of, you know, a hockey player, a wife of sometimes I think, you know, from my experience in, in talking to some of these women, I've actually had, because I've had uh, a lot of player ex players reach out, but I've actually had a couple of their wives reach out, not for on behalf of the players, but on behalf of themselves, because they're in fact struggling with, with different things. And that's just life, right? Like everybody has different things, yes. but being able to involve uh, your partner in something like this. And, and then like, you said being able to show her or whatever that team aspect and bring i don't know her background but i mean it's got to be cool to be able to work yeah. in your your family like that with your wife that's got to be so cool with it is family. it is amazing and uh you're right um you know uh it, it just adds another layer in terms of you know uh ultimately we all want to feel good about ourselves and you made an excellent point um and i did not spend my career married i got married after my career was over um but you know 
I'm 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 pretty perceptive person in, in general. So to be able to walk in, you know, to wives' room or interact with wives on a daily basis, because we do as hockey players, um, it's not hard for them to feel kind of a little left out sometimes yeah. because all, all the attention goes to the to your husband, you know, for for obvious reasons, you know, being a celebrity and playing a sport that people love. But it's important that they feel good about themselves as well. And right. I encourage all, you know, um, wives out there to to not get lost in your husband's identity that, you know, your voice counts more than ever now. And you can go out there and, and do something that, right. that could be your own or, you know, in our case, you know, I. I, I think it, my wife shares it with me. It's not me sharing it with her. Yeah. This is yeah. this is her. She's she's you know she's the CEO and um, Kim obviously um, is doing a great job as well. And you know this is this is their thing. And it's amazing to watch you know something grow in such a yeah. short period of time. Oh. But it's been a, an amazing experience for me to just take that that hockey mentality of team and, mm-hmm. and, and you're only as good as your weakest link and making everybody feel like we're, we're on the same page to try to win a championship. Well, that's no different than, than selling a product. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. Like, and, and that's the beauty of hockey, right? Is like even long after uh, you stop playing, and I believe that even playing minor hockey, you get to, you just learn so many important values that transition uh, that just continually tra- transition into everyday life as we get older. I mean, uh, I've, uh, you know, obviously, and I'll just tell you this is kind of just came to me, but people I haven't spoke about this much, but while I was actually behind bars, I, you know, I graduated high school. I was, I've done some post-secondary like I can write I can read most of the guys in there couldn't even write and read so I was actually you know I did a lot of help them with schoolwork I actually helped like six guys graduate while I was in there you know what I mean just on so not everybody is equipped with these tools of how to be a good teammate how to be a good leader how to be all of it so I think it's important you know if we can if we can really do a good job and and get our kids into sports and get them around that I mean yeah it, it transitions into everyday life. It's amazing. Now, I was going to ask you, um, I ask you quickly before I forget, because I like you, I've had yeah. a lot of discussions. Can people order Little Buddha online? Uh, yeah, they can. I think there's, uh, uh, if you go to our website, okay. um, uh, Little Buddha Cocktail Company uh, on social media and and the website, it, I think there's um, a service called Runner as well that uh that deliver so i i do believe that there there's ways that you can get it outside of uh, the lcbo but you know uh for all the latest follow us on twitter instagram uh or or on uh on the website so um just just one point that i want to break uh, mention to you as well in the book now that you're talking about uh you know your your inspiration and motivation while you were in prison. Um, my book's got a big part of uh, an interview that I did with Mike Danton. Do you know Mike Danton's story? Man, are you kidding me? I've read that book, yeah. I wrote, but I've reached out to him and I'm pretty, like, I kind of think it was him, but he's like, I, this isn't Mike. And, but I, I mean, he was a little weird, but of yeah. course, you know that story, what a. Yeah. <laughs> I, I talk about it a lot. And, and there's another great inspirational story yeah. for a guy that was in jail and came out, uh, put himself through uh, school at yep. St. Mary's, won a national championship there for the university, and um, 
and has continued, I think, doing great work uh, yeah. and turning his life around. But that's a big part of my book, my interview yeah. with him coming out of jail. And much like you, dark times, only to uh, graduate with, you know, honor degree, uh, um, you know, and, and top of his class. It's an, it's an incredible story and very inspirational. And I hope people find, uh, find it rather touching in my book. That man, this book just seems to get better and better. Yeah. I never guessed that. I would have never yeah. guessed that, Nick. And I've got my huge uh, okay. I know this story very, very well. Do you got to go, Nick? No, no, I'm I'm okay. I just uh, um, I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? Uh, I'm gonna get your address after the show, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, sign a book for you, and I'm gonna stick it in the mail. And uh, it's fine oh, if you get man. if if you get your copy from your dad, keep that as well, or give it away. I'll give yeah, it away. I, I'm I'm sending you a, a personal copy from from. Oh. Me. Man, that'd be uh, that'd be amazing, Nick. It, seriously, that's that's awesome. But Mike Denton is uh, that story. Obviously, like I, I actually read that book when I was in rehab for the first time. I'm not sure who wrote it. Not sure how accurate it is, but I've seen every documentary. Yeah. Matt and I actually just watched one not too long ago, and. What an incredible story! I didn't know that that you interviewed him, but uh, he actually runs a hockey school out yes. on the coast now. So yeah, still you know, uh, involved in hockey. I know, yeah, he played like unbelievable terribly sad story and and i had uh, that's just another case of you know mental health and and a hard times and and not having the right support in my eyes and uh it's it's sad but i'm so proud of him i don't know him but the fact that he's turned yeah. his life to again another inspiring story and that wouldn't be another a guy that obviously i would love to talk to but i know he's very private and i respect that um but nick man like what's what's next what what do you know about the hockey season um yeah are we starting? Because I hear things every day. And what yeah. do you think? What's your opinion? I know you maybe, I know you don't work for the NHL and stuff, but like, do you think they should be pushing it? Like, and the junior leagues, like, are we, should we be pushing it in your mind or to keep playing? You're talking yeah. about while we're going yeah. through a pandemic? Yeah. It's only a question of how safe they feel like uh, they can keep the kids. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's, smarter people than me that to decide whether or not we're, we're risking their health or not. Um, but uh, there's a part of me that says that, you know, a plant dies if you don't feed it. Yeah. And, uh, or, 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 or water it. Right. And we've got to find ways to, to, to make sure that, uh, we're, we're feeding and watering, you know, our yeah. communities. Yeah. So, um, what that means, I don't know entirely of, of the details of it, but we, we need human connection. We need, mm. we need sunlight. We need vitamin D. We need a lot of things here while we continue to move through this horrific time oh. in our lives. But, you know, there, there seems to be news, Brady, coming out of, uh, you know, various uh, governments that were close to a vaccine. We got over 90% efficiency rates. What does that mean? How quickly can we get these people um, uh, the vaccine that they need? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, it, it seems like we're, we're making strides. But we need, we need people working, too. We need them yeah. to help pay off their mortgage and their car payments and yeah. uh, kids' clothes and food. So there's a part of me that says we got to find a way to keep going and, and moving forward while we go through this still. 
Yeah, and I think that's a great point. I, I man, the the suicide rates, uh, actually overdose rates have skyrocketed. Yes, um, through this pandemic, so it's a great point. Um, I I think that we we do need to find a way to make that happen. Um, what about watching? I know you talked about it on your show, but I was kind of impressed with how well these guys played with no fans. Were you not? like yeah. impressed with how much emotion there was like with no fans in the stands like I, I was and and at times it it did lull at yeah. times you could feel the energy dri- uh, drop where perhaps you would have got it a lot more coming home off of a playoff loss to 18,000 screaming fans or well wishes on front lawns while you made your drive to the arena, it, it just wasn't there. But for the most part, I think they really did what they needed to do. It wasn't cheap. It cost the owners $100 million to create this bubble. We know that the money's not there to do it again, uh, nor would the players, I think, go for it anyways. Um, it's a very big ask. Uh, but we'll see where it goes. Now, the latest was that the owners uh, and the players, uh, the owners went to the players and said that, uh, you know, the deal that we signed four months ago uh, needs to be tweaked. Uh, the players aren't happy about it. We'll see how that plays out. But I still expect uh, cooler heads to prevail and and start January 1st. The NBA starting before Christmas, uh, it would be a shame if if the NHL didn't. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I like I got a couple comments coming in like the NHL needs a revival. I'm not sure if he means just to start or if we need a total <laughs> wipeout, but I think he just means we need to start. I got the website there too for for Little Buddha. If anybody wants to hop on and check it out, I dropped my pen there. But uh, I mean, what what else is next for you? You you wrote this book. You got your show. Uh, yeah going on with line movement you're the executive director of hockey operations so uh are you guys doing more in the hockey world uh well we're 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 off season so uh we're we're doing a few interviews here and there if uh if any of your followers want to go and watch uh, a couple of great interviews i did with mark messier and mike richter kind of reminiscing a little bit about uh you know 1994 uh or or you know especially with mark and leadership yeah, and how he envisions his team almost like a family. Um, I, I found it quite fa- fascinating, and and that's a guy that I've known for a long time. But every time you speak uh, with Mark, it's almost as if you know it's, you're you're learning something more. And it was uh, a fantastic one-on-one. So a few more one-on-one interviews uh, throughout the the off season, and then hopefully day to day, Monday through Friday, back when the when the season starts. So. I've had a lot of changes uh, in the last uh, 12 plus months, yeah. a, lo- a lot of new projects. So just want to want to keep working on those uh, and, and move forward and, and hopefully, um, you know, keep the blood boiling. Uh, but we, keep it keep it going. Keep it pumping. Right. You are, when, when hockey comes back, we are going to see this. Right. Yes. Okay. And, uh, you know, sure. again, uh, I didn't know in great detail your connection to Doug McLean, Brady, but uh, I was very moved that you were so touched by his generosity, and I've seen his generosity, and I I talk about Doug and our relationship in the book and how we kind of came to be, and um, I, I know I know Mac, you know, like like you you have experienced in such a short period of time is that he's a very giving person, and 
you know what he was able what what he, what you, what he was able to do with you and what and how you were able to uh identify that um is very moving for me so he did the forward in my book uh undrafted i, I don't think i could have found a better guy to do it and that's not to say that I agree with everything he says because I certainly I don't at times, but we know that we're we're from different tracks, side of the tracks. That's what makes it awesome. And um, I don't mind telling him on air he's full of shit sometimes, but um, (laughs) that comes with the territory. But we have a lot of fun. He he can laugh at himself. He can laugh at uh, others in a fun way, not in a mean spirited way, and um, ultimately. Uh, it's it's about smiles on your faces and he's he's the perfect guy to kind of come back and and create what you thought you know um you had it uh while watching hockey central at noon so you know my opinion it's better nick honestly in my opinion you guys are doing a better job there because you have more of your own say right so i i appreciate you know sportsnet or tsn or um any team in the nhl but you know your first connection isn't with an emblem on a jersey or the logo of Sportsnet or TSN. It's the people, right? You you cheer for people. You don't necessarily cheer for teams first. If you like the people or you identify with them, it's all about that personality. So I mean, it 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 feels good to know that you know you weren't watching necessarily Sportsnet. You were watching the people on Sportsnet. So. Yeah. Um, and again you know you can have a favorite team but if you don't like the players on your favorite team there's a very good chance brady they're not going to be your favorite they're not going to be your favorite team for long if you don't like the players on your team Bure went to florida i boycotted the canucks for years hello anaheim ducks and paul korea and 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 there there you go so you're living proof man I know. And, and like, still, I don't like the Vancouver Canucks since there, since then really. Uh, but I wanted to tell you a quick story before I let you go about Mark Messier. So, uh, when I was 19, I got, or I guess I was 20, but I got traded to the Kelowna Rockets and they already had three 20 year olds. And one of them was Lion Messier, Mark Messier's son. Sure. The other one, well, here's actually, here's the picture of the three 20 year olds. Cause lions lion actually got, they kept me instead of Mark Messier's son. So they had three 20 year olds. Look, yeah. So that's me here or on, uh, but yeah. two. so that goalie in the middle, he was their goalie since 16, Nick. And the other one's the captain, the hometown kid. So I get there and they got Lion Messier as a 20 year old too. And I'm going, there's no way I'm making this club. Like Westy's been there, the goalie forever, the hometown kids, the captain, the other 20 year old and Mark Messier's kid. And to boot the day before I got traded, Mess was in the dressing room talking to the team. So I get there and I'm like, I might as well just pack my shit and go home. Like this is, you know, I'm wasting my time. But uh, luckily I, I stuck it out and, and ended up having 70 points that year. And, and they sent uh, Messi's kid back to the USHL. But he easily could have made that team. Uh, but there's a little story about uh, my my beating out Mark Messier's son. And I honestly, I thought it was, I thought it was, my goose was cooked. Well, uh, and give credit for people to to feel like they're making the right decision not on anything uh, but the basis of who they thought the best person was so that, that 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 gives me faith in 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 feeling like you know sometimes you look around and you're wondering okay is someone getting a job for other reasons than than being the best at 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 their job and and that 
kind of gets tough a little bit to watch as well. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Um, I'll, I'll text you after. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's, that's a very good point. I'm gonna I'll uh, I Nick, I so appreciate your time. We've been going over an hour. I'd keep you for, for <laughs> good, but Ready? I, we'll, I know we'll do it again, buddy. We'll oh, do yeah? it again. I got I got a lot of time for you, buddy. All right. Well, that's awesome. I got all sorts of time. I've already invested so much of my life into watching you. So uh, I owe you. (laughs) No, you don't owe me anything. (laughs) You just keep doing your, you guys just keep doing your thing and and providing us with, with the best insights. And uh, uh, you guys do such a great job, man. So uh, I'm so happy you're back doing your thing. I can't wait to read your book. I'll text you my address. I certainly appreciate that. Uh, Before I let you go too, I just wanted to show you because I had Dougie on too. eh? Yeah. So there you guys are right there. Uh, that's a great shot. I love yeah. this shot. Yeah, it's a great picture. I'm just like. I would love to get this picture autographed by the two of you, actually, and put it in the skate shop. That would be a dream. All day long, buddy. All day long. I'll, I'll get the picture made, and I'll have to mail it to you guys, to you, and then to, to Dougie, and maybe you guys can, we can make it happen. That Sounds would be good, Brady. Be All the best, pal. Okay, Kipper, thanks, man. Okay. You're the man. Take care. All right. All right, guys, that's episode six. Holy shit. I'm waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out and be like, you just got punked. That wasn't even Nick Kiprios. Ashton, are you coming? Was that a joke? Am I being punked? Was that a double like Donald Trump's got? Come on. Tell me the truth. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining me. Thank you to Nick Kiprios. Unbelievable. Uh, What a great guy. I'm going to get a signed copy of his book. I'm allowed to fan out. Sure, I was a pro hockey player, but I'm still allowed to fan out a little bit. I don't care what anybody says. That's Nick Kiprios. I am so grateful uh, to Nick and to everybody uh, that's come on my show. And if you've spent any time watching my show at all, whether it's 10 seconds, 10 minutes or 10 hours, I certainly appreciate it. And I hope uh, that, you know, it's entertaining at times. I hope that you can learn things at times uh, and maybe even cry at times. Um But I just, at the end of the day, I hope it inspires you. Thank you to Carter Buckman and the entire Buckman family. I love you guys so much. Uh, I can't wait for you to meet Taylor and my kids. Um, And hopefully one day you guys can make the drive to Morrisburg and come see me and Matt at the One Stop Skate Shop. Um, Carter, man, you are such a great little kid um, turning into a young man. And it's a privilege uh, to have you as our very first youth puck support warrior carter buckman this kid has what it takes i know firsthand i spent a week with him and his family i was on the ice with them i'm telling you right now um the family is just first class uh great job uh blair and maddie great job with the kids uh you've done a phenomenal job kudos can't wait to see you guys again to be back in north bay uh, not sure when that's going to be, uh, but I do talk to Liam Armsby as well, who is uh, a part of the North Bay Battalion, uh, and in my opinion, uh, someone who will be drafted to the NHL uh, in the coming future. Holy shit. Let me take a breath here. See if I got everything in here. Uh, yesterday, guys, yesterday, do you know who I called? Kyle Raftis. Do you know who Kyle Raftis is? In case you don't, he is the general manager for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. I said, hello, Kyle. My name is Brady Liebold. Please call me back. That was a couple of days ago. He called me back yesterday. We spoke. I said, Kyle, 
I'm not sure if you know who Matthew Lazinski is, but you know, if you know my story, you've heard me talk about him. Uh, and I would really, really, really like it if I could get a Matthew Lazinski Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds jersey. And I was wondering if the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds would like to donate that jersey to the Puck Support Foundation. And uh, he's going to get back to me. They're obviously uh, in the middle of uh, a pandemic and shutdown, but uh, he told me to leave it with them. So my faith is in Kyle Raftis and the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds to deliver us a Matthew Lazinski uh, jersey. Not a game-worn jersey. It doesn't have to be game-worn. That would be incredible. But just a Sioux Greyhounds jersey where we can honor Matthew Lazinski. Uh, I want to get a Mitch Fadden jersey uh, and many more. But it starts. it all starts with the Matthew Lazinski jersey because that is why the Puck Sport Foundation started. Um, and there's so many reasons why we need to keep going. Uh, we're going to have a meeting here uh, probably not this Sunday, tomorrow, but the next Sunday. If anybody wants to take part, if you're not, if you haven't already been to one of our meetings, uh, please uh, send me a message, uh, and I'll be sure to to include you. Not everybody can be on the board of directors and be um, in the upper, but everybody can be involved and help. Uh, but if you do want to be on the board of directors, certainly reach out and let us know because we need help, uh, and we're building our team. This this thing needs to happen. The hockey community needs this guys it it i can't even tell you how many messages and stuff every day i get i i say it all the time so the press is in we got a big box of blank clothing uh the printer got canceled but we're waiting for the money to be put back in the account so we can just go buy one tomorrow uh if not It'll be in there in the next day, and that's when we'll get the printer because the printer was the most expensive part. And of course, Amazon said it was shipped, shipped everything else, and then came back with, we don't have the printer. And now it takes three to five business days for the money to go back in the accounts. So now we got to wait, and we're gung-ho to make some puck support swag to get it out there for our ambassadors. I'm going to post this quickly. So this is the Puck Support Warrior responsibilities of a youth puck support warrior he or she must always demonstrate good character and sportsmanship at all times they also agree to be mindful of the importance of emotional wellness for themselves and their teammates by using words of encouragement that provides an environment of positivity and self-worth while also affirming great behavioral choices as a puck support warrior, you are not only representing our organization, you are also representing yourself, your family, and your community. To be a puck support warrior is a privilege, not a right, and it must be earned. When someone is recognized as a youth puck support warrior ambassador, it is a powerful statement that says, here is someone who is a first-class person, a role model, a leader, a true warrior, he or she stands up for themselves and their teammates on and off the ice. That's Carter Buckman, our very first youth ambassador. I don't even want to say congratulations because he earned it. Carter, proud to have you on board. Can't wait to name some more youth ambassadors. Follow us on social media at Puck Support Warriors and at Puck Support Guys. 
Thank you to Dave and Brandon Gilmore. I'm going to do an unboxing of the press right now as soon as I click this video off. So if you want to see the stuff we got in the mail, I'm going to do an unboxing of just the press. And, and I think we got some computer ink and paper, but no printer. But we'll have it soon. We'll have it soon. Um, I can't wait. Thank you, Nick Kiprios. You're the man. Thank you to everybody who listened. Taylor, uh, I'm working hard, hon, to get us a place here in Morrisburg. I can't wait for our family to be together here. I'm loving this area. I'm loving the one-stop skate shop and the community of Morrisburg. Uh, I am going to have Jaden Shaver, the one-stop skate shop magician, on the broadcast, uh, maybe next broadcast uh, or one very shortly because he's actually going to start his own little segment uh, not a, so much a podcast, but a short interview segment uh, while doing tricks and stuff. You guys saw him with a stick. Holy shit. He's so consistent, too. He's unbelievable. Keep working hard, Jane. You're a puck sport warrior uh, and a huge part of the one-stop skate shop and the puck sport team. Uh, and uh, we can't wait to see where we're going to take this. Uh, we have some big, big plans. If you're struggling, reach out. If not to me, to somebody else. You can also reach Sandra Murray. Sandra at PuckSupport.com. Sandra's an incredible lady uh, with a vast amount of experience and knowledge and passion. Um, and yeah, just an all around great, great person. So you can reach out to Sandra. But remember, guys, you do not have to suffer in silence. If you're struggling, it's okay to not be okay. But you don't have to be doing it on your own. Other people are going through or have gone through similar things. There is nothing to be ashamed of. There is nothing to be embarrassed of. There is nothing you can't come back from. If you choose right now that you want to make a change in your life because you're not happy, only you can do it. I can't do it for you. Your husband or wife can't do it for you. Your parents can't do it. And your love for your kids won't do it because eventually... It'll come back and it'll get you again. You have to do it for yourself so that you can start to do things for other people. Love yourself. Then you can truly love other people. Guys, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the broadcast. Thank you to Nick Kiprios. I love you guys so much, Taylor. I love you. Give Hadley Lincoln and Veda a kiss for me, Brooklyn and Brody. If you're watching, if you're listening, I'm thinking about you all the time. Our doors here are always open for you guys whenever you want to come visit or if you ever want to come live with me and that can work and that can happen. I'm in that position now to be able to do that and to be able to start planning towards those things. No pressure. Just know that I love you guys and I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Hope you guys are all having a great weekend. Remember, it's Saturday. No drinking and no driving. And remember, have a great day if you so choose.